is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. Brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. I'm joined by the GOAT of Season Long. You guys know him as Season Long says. I know him as at Alan Sislowski. Al, how you doing, brother? Good morning, Shane. Um, we just had a uh, incredibly long night, didn't we? You were there monitoring <laughs> my uh, homely draft, which is a competitive one. So uh, yes. I, I think that's what we're, we're going to be talking about today, aren't we? Yeah, we are going to go through a real live draft. It was your it was your first of the year, I believe, right, Al? Um, I I mean I no I've well, done first a, first season long draft. No, I did the beat Chris List League over the summer. Oh, that's right. That's yes, a, that's a high stakes entry league, and then yeah, dynasty. I've done a bunch of dynasty stuff, but yeah, redraft league. I'm not in too many right because I have another one coming up and after that. So and then our, our cool. banana hammock one as well. Yes, that's exciting. But okay, so before we get into the draft, Al, have you ever tried Thrive Fantasy before? Oh yeah, no, I, I see that they're um, they're sponsoring this podcast, which is awesome. Yeah, Thrive is a um, it's one of those prop betting sites, but yes. it's, I think it's literally it stands out. It's one of the best that I've played. I still have a, an account with them, so I'll, I'm playing for NBA right now. That's awesome. Yeah. So basically, what Thrive Fantasy is so right now, everybody go go to your app store, search Thrive Fantasy, download it now, and when you sign up, make sure you use the promo code Flex. Because when you deposit at least $20 or more on your first deposit, they will go and they will match $20. I think what's really cool is, to your point, like there's NBA games right now, there's MLB, but most importantly, what, what I really care about is there's NFL games. And those NFL games are up live now. What's really cool is it's not just choosing a single prop. The game specifically is going through and say, for example, we wanted to choose the NFL game. You go through, I like the, the week one NFL Sunday rush contest. You can enter for as little as five bucks and you go through and you've got a choice of 20 players. You choose 10 props that you like. So for example, if you like Deshaun Watson to throw, for example, over or under 265 yards, you can choose that prop. You can go either over or under, but what's really cool Al, is there's a point amount associated with each decision. So you can take a risky bet and gain more points or a little bit more conservative and gain fewer points, but you're going to lock those points in the bank. So go now, search the app store, Thrive Fantasy. Make sure you use the promo code FLEX when you sign up. And for your first $20 deposit or more, they will go and they will match $20. So yeah, do it now. It's, it's a fun game just to when you're sitting on your couch, the yes. app works really well on your, on your phone and you get a little extra sweat going. So I, I play it each week. I love football, it. So look, I mean, it's going to be something we're going to be talking about all season. Player props are so much fun. And uh, it's just another, another element that we, what we talk about, make football more fun. Al, I'm not going to bury the lead here. All right. We are going to get into your draft before we do it. Um, what we're going to, our plan right now is we're going to evaluate high level our favorite picks on a, on a team, our least favorite picks on a team, we'll give an overall grade. But before we do that, let the people know what the format was for this draft. Oh, yeah. No, so my uh, this home league draft is pretty competitive. I know usually when you say home league or work league, it just kind of – it usually means like casual. But these are some real players in this league. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a 12-team league with super flex, three receivers, and a regular flex. So, And the tight end also is double PPR. So That's, there's no I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've tried point and a half PPR uh, in this league, but it didn't really move the needle. It's the double PPR, which you'll see change the draft board dramatically because there really is no wrong way to build a team. In a year mm -hmm. of running back inflation shame where everyone's going running back crazy, you know, you could start building with a quarterback. You could take one of the premium tight ends in the first round. Or, you know, if you want, you have to have three good receivers. So it's it's not indefensible to take Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams in the first round. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting thing right now. So I'm trying to transition my brain away from best ball. Yeah, where really yeah, you need, yeah, you really need to hammer those running backs early because you can just go and like just go tons of wide receivers to finish up your draft and you don't have to pick and choose. But in your season long leagues, you need to start these guys every single week, meaning that you need to make that choice. Mm. And if you're if you're rocking a guy like Julio or Devontae Adams as like a, a lock starter every single week, 
it makes just one last decision for you. So it's it's kind of different, but let's not bury the lead. Let's go and let's go check out this draft. So you, so you if, if if somebody wants to follow along, the draft board is posted on my Twitter at Alan Zislowski, and you're going to put it up on the board for those watching yep. the visual cast. But if you're listening on the video on the audio cast and just want to take a peek at the board at Alan Zislowski, just click on the sleeper link. And it'll bring you right to the draft board. So, um, do you want to just go team by team here, go best pick, worst pick, or do you want to take like a little bit more of a strategy, ten thousand foot view first? Okay, well, let's take a take a little bit of a ten thousand foot view. So, first and foremost, um, this once you, like once you get rid of us on the screen, so we can see the board completely. Oh yeah, I love that. There you there go. You can see our faces. Come yeah. on now, you guys have seen our our faces. All right. So, first and foremost, I think what's really cool is when you get away from that traditional one QB regular tight end it mixes shit up right away right off the bat pick 1.3 the lovely wife of yours chose patrick mahomes which how can you argue that pick in a super flex league of course right after that goes lamar jackson and then 1.9 george kittle 1.10 travis kelsey so right off the bat it just throws everything for a loop which i love yeah, what happens in in superflex drafts, and again, just talking about it from a strategy point, like the the guy who whoever's picking first has a decision to make because there's no wrong pick here. Like, are you taking Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey? Are you taking the QB that you like? And there's no wrong pick. It's just like, how do I want to build that team? And I looked back to this same league, superflex last year. I had the first pick, and I did the same thing. I took a running back. It's even though Patrick Mahomes is probably the better pick, mm-hmm. it you know than one of the running backs. It's just easier to build a team. Uh, with the, you know, you could get Ben Roethlisberger and Matthew Stafford later. And I think that's what a lot of these teams did. And yep. again, with double PPR, I know it's, it, it feels icky to take a tight round, a tight end in the first round. But if, you know, if Travis Kelsey ends up with 85 catches, which I think he had more than that last year, yes. that's 170, like Michael Thomas, and 170 catches, you know I mean? These guys are first round picks in this format. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, that two points per reception for tight ends is it's, it's honestly, it's game changing. And I mean, the geek, he was picking at the one ten chose Travis Kelsey. And yeah, I mean, lucky, that, it's, he, got, he got lucky. Cause the guy fell. before him too. Yeah. The guy before, well, him he took. was pretty on brand. You know what? Let, let's just get, let's get right to it. Let's talk about chiefs. Um, so the geek, of course, uh, at DFS army, uh, let's talk about his draft real quick. And I'm going to talk about my favorite pick of his. And okay, so I got to go, if you're looking on the board and you're not familiar with the he has picked 10 in this and he uses the name Chief ST. So that's right. Yes. Far away. Give him his let's let's do it like this. Like you said, let's go best pick, worst pick, uh, and then draft grade or per, you could say like percentage chance to make the playoffs. You could do something. Okay, like that. so I'm gonna say, like look, I'm gonna go chalk here. I'm gonna say his best pick is Travis Kelsey. I think that you know, to your point, it's a little bit tough sometimes to stomach grabbing that tight end early, but he has the cojones, and that's a I want to win my league type of pick. But I'm just just real quick. I know I'm not supposed to, but Austin Eckler I love, DJ Chark I love. His worst pick, AJ Green at eight point three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that's me, I don't get that. We're in agreement there. He actually, and what makes it a bad pick is not. Listen, AJ Green can come back and be fine, but he took him ahead of his teammate Tyler Boyd, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he he passed on DeAndre Swift in the eighth round of a super flex. So yeah, I, we gave him a lot of grief in that. So that's his worst pick. So <laughs> what um. What do you think? It, what do you give him his chance to make the playoffs? I think he's got or, a pretty good chance. When he's riding guys like Austin Eckler in a PPR league and Travis Kelsey in a two-point tight end, I give him probably an 85% chance, assuming obviously health. I think he's got a very good chance of making the playoffs with those okay. courses. All right, so let's just do this in reverse order then. We'll start with sure. uh, the Team 12, Casanova. Um it, he uh, he started off that he took Julio Jones in the first round, which is defies yeah. ADP. But you know what? You you talked about it earlier that you know Julio's a set it and forget it receiver, and that's what you want in, the, in these three receiver mm-hmm. leagues. You don't want to have to make these impossible Sterling Shepard or Paris Campbell. Do I start Brandon Ayuk or Jalen Rager? You don't want those decisions because you're always going to get it wrong. So start uh, rocking yourself um, with a, 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 a wide receiver that you know you're going to be in there is it just it eliminates a lot of headaches you're right but i mean to, to be honest I, I would still rather lock in one of those stud rbs like a, a joe mixon who went later i would even go josh jacobs Kenyon drake like i know drake he fell a little bit because of the boot but i i still want one of those workhorse running backs before julio because i mean you go down the list and in the fourth round you got mike evans 
Now, right. obviously hindsight is 2020, but I would have much rather rocked a, a stud running back as my RB one, like a Joe Mixon to me, yeah, would on the auto call with Joe Mixon. And then right. uh, to well, go in- he, he passed on CEH too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's, I don't love it. Um, but you know, he's got a pretty solid core. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, but overall, man, I, I'm not super comfortable with this team. I, I think it's probably as we go through, it's going to be one of the bottom teams, but, um, Russell oh. Wilson can't go wrong. I, I mean, no, no, I love it. Shane, go Chris Carson. Chris Carson got it. the hip. Um, Casanova deserves your venom. He deserves oh, to be punished man. by you. Verbally. Carson's got the hip. Carlos Hyde apparently is going to be splitting carries with him. Devin Singletary, who's the RB two in that offense behind Zach Moss with the premium. I, I don't love this team. I, I he could have done a lot better. I would have felt a lot more comfortable if he was rocking throw, one of those stud running backs. So throw our faces back up on the screen. I want to see you as you're as you're pouring the venom. I mean, right. you know, there you go. There oh, go. look at this. Yeah. Oh. You are. So, brutal. I love it. So, so I it's an honest evaluation based on how I don't our- love it. And I, I think he went, he, he derailed his entire draft by going Julio Jones. And I hate to say that because Julio is so good. I'm getting him more and more in my leagues as I'm picking around the end, but not as my workhorse, not as my first overall pick. I can't do it. I won't do it. I'm sorry. All right. Guys, but you give him a what? A through F. Give him a grade. C plus. All right, and then what do you? Uh, lastly, he you know he took uh, Keenan Allen in the sixth round. Normally, I would have panned that pick, but we recently put out a video that mm-hmm. praising Keenan Allen in the sixth round—a a total reverse nutless move by me. But I am in on Keenan Allen as a six-round pick, so I will say that is his best pick. Worst pick is obviously Julio because not because he's a bad player, but because it's bad value passing on Ceh, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. Absolutely, right, absolutely. Okay, on. so then DJ, DJ Soma actually. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go. Gonna, uh, hey, that's fine. DJ Soma. So that's uh, it's my friend Anthony. He uh, he he's one of these guys that normally studies, and this time he he just picked up like a cheat sheet and just walked Ooh. in, and he knows what he's doing. But yeah, this was he he tried to play like a little possum, and he ends up with a with a mega monster start, huh? Oh, mama! I love this team. I love this team. So he DJ starts off Soma? with that. Yeah, DJ Soma at eleven Oof. and at the eleven and thirteen picks, uh, eleven and fourteen starts he Dalvin and, and and then Ceh gets gifted to him in the second that's round. So sick! I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a perfect start. That's how you want to start. If you're if you're at the end of your draft, that's kind of what makes it so interesting with these super flexes is that guys like Dalvin Cook, who I've got ranked fourth overall in traditional leagues, Clyde edwards helaire who I have as a top eight pick in traditional leagues, falls to the turn. Oh, mama, I love it. I don't love Aaron Rodgers this year, but in the third round, what can you say? Mark Andrews. Before you go past Aaron Rodgers, who did he pass on? With the next, the next three QBs were Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan, Wentz, and Brady, and Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, so I would have taken Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz above Aaron Rodgers See, this year. This, right, and what I would have done here is I would have passed on QB one more time, and then yep. I would just would have said, hey, I'm going to try to get a combination of Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm gonna, I would have dipped into that tier. I wouldn't have forced the Aaron Rodgers pick. I, I totally agree because later on in this draft, because he's close to the turn, he can go bam, bam, uh, quarterback. Bam, and bam, it just thank one, you, Exactly. And it puts pressure on the rest of your league on the turn. Plus, it gives you a lot more value. But look, he got Mark Andrews, which I love. And then his wide receiver core, start three wide receivers, Court, who I love, A.J. Brown, who I love Michael Gallup, who I'm definitely starting to warm up on. So I like this team a lot. I'm going to give this probably just because I don't want to be perfect. Yeah. We're going to go with an A minus. I think this guy's making his playoffs. And wow. I love it. I think he's um, going to make the playoffs. And I think that also makes the case why you wait on wide receiver in round one and two. Ooh, if you yeah. can, unless an extreme value falls, we'll be talking about a wide receiver that fell a little too much later on in this draft. But um, yeah, you could you could put together uh, a trio, a medley mm-hmm. of, of beautifully singing wide receivers in the later rounds. So um, yeah, obviously, I'm, with you. You just, want me I'm give... just going to say real quick. So obviously, like the early picks, I, I love those picks. But I want to say one of my favorite picks of this entire draft for for him is is Paris Campbell as a second to last pick. Look, T. Y. Hilton. We know that he's traditionally hurt. We were talking about it before before we started um, recording that. Paris Campbell, he was in a car accident this week, and he did suffer a concussion. So there's a little bit of a worry there. But he he was in the offense last year, right? So it's not like he's a rookie. He doesn't know the offense. Um, look, this guy's going to be the new star. He's a stud. I'm I, I'm slowly 
well, not slowly, but I'm starting to really love this, this indie offense. And, um, as an upside pick is the last pick of your draft or second to last pick of your draft. I love it. So a minus love his team. We've already did the, the geeks team. Yeah. Patrick, I just wrote, before okay, you move yes, on, I was going to do best pick. Where, so best pick for me was Ronald Jones uh, uh, Ooh, yeah. in, for, for his team in the in the late ninth round. Yep. And uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers not being my favorite pick. We did. So let's move over to Patrick Ryan, who picked out of the nine slot, the nine slot. And <sighs> first and foremost, taking Kittle over Kelsey. He, he gave actually a pretty good explanation. He thought that the San Francisco 49ers losing the Super Bowl is, is a little bit extra motivation, whereas – um, he was predicting almost a regression for the Chiefs offense, having already done it. And no one's ever really brought that angle into it. And it could be total hogwash. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But you know what? We've It's very difficult like to, to have a repeat champion. I could see a situation where that actually you know, kind of plays out. And maybe Travis Kelsey, who's already on the wrong side of 30, doesn't have the kind of season. I mean, he's got to fall off at some point. He's had multiple surgeries. So maybe, uh, maybe I, I bashed him a little too hard. He went George Kittle in the first round in a double PPR. Look, I would have taken probably Travis Kelsey over him. I understand it. I get it. But when you're talking about a Super Bowl hangover, it's typically the team that loses, not the team that wins. Kansas City is such an electric offense, but there's so many, there's so many options. So we know that that Travis Kelsey is going to be a staple of that offense. But maybe he's going to have a few down weeks. It's it's so very close. Frankly, honestly, San Francisco, the the top passing player in that offense is George Kittle. So you can't argue it. It's close. I probably he, uh, would run Kelsey. He paired him with Jimmy Garoppolo too, which is nice. Ooh, so you know he yes. did. You know stacking. Um, you know we, stacking usually we associate with a a season. Sorry, with a best ball or tournament. DFS type of strategy, mm -hmm. but I think it's an underrated strategy in season long in annual leagues. Um, there's been some work done on it and I have to mm -hmm. dig up the, the study that it actually does leave points on the table if you don't stack. So, and especially when it's a narrow tree like San Francisco, like, you know, I mean, George Kittle is likely to be the target leader in that team. You yeah. know, it's uh, I know they're a run heavy team, but it's not 50 50, you know I mean? They're, they're gonna, they're gonna pass the ball quite a few times. He also grabbed Debo there. So quickly, mm -hmm. what's his best pick, worst pick, and give him a grade. Okay, look. So I think his best pick is Juju Smith-Schuster in the sixth round as his wide receiver three. I think I'm Juju in. fell. People are, are sleeping on him. Um, his worst pick, oof, I'm having a hard I'm time. I'm with you, by the one. way. Maybe like, I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm, so I'm, worst pick, I feel like he reached a little bit for Darrington Evans. What, Bryce Love, I could see. Darrington Evans it's a 14th round, man. 14th I, round. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Fine. Jared Stidham at 16th overall. Like, Jared Stidham, he should be on your waiver wire. Cam Newton is practicing with the starters. Cam's a starter of that team. You shouldn't be drafting a backup quarterback in these leagues. I know. I get it. Super flex. Don't do it. I'm nitpicking because, look, I really love the start of his draft. I right. really love it. And, hey, listen, you know what? I'm kind of regretting a little bit because um, – in our banana, banana hammock boys league, we got to choose our draft slot, and I chose the one point three to to get early on in the draft. But the more I'm looking at it, man, in these superflex leagues, you kind of want the turn at the end because you're getting some mm -hmm. studs: George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, Matt Ryan, Tyler Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster. I like the team, man. I'm gonna give it an yeah. A. All right, cool. A minus, All A right. minus. We can't give it an All A. Right. So now, Team Luca is the uh, father-daughter team. All right. Okay. So they're longtime um, residents of this league. They've been in there since pretty close to the beginning. I think if Very not cool. the beginning okay. and uh, they always come correct. They started the, the draft Alvin Kamara. I love that. I almost took Kamara. I, you know, I picked um, at one six. I almost yep. took Kamara there. He dropped to the eighth pick uh, come back. Now this was, this is where it got curious. It's not a wrong answer, but they passed on Devonte Adams with this high floor, high ceiling for the, mm -hmm. uh, for the nuclear option of Tyreek Hill. Just start there for a second before we, we read down their draft. Um, do you have a definitive take on Adams over Hill or Hill over Adams, or is it just either one is defensible for you? No, it's, it's, you got to go Devontae Adams. You got to do it. Look, I know that last year he struggled a little bit with injuries, but if you're going back through the course of his career, um, Devontae Adams has been pretty healthy. Tyreek Hill, he's dealing with the hamstring issue right now. And we just talked about it with Travis Kelsey. There's so many good options in that offense. Tyreek Hill's going to get fed. He's going to get his. But we've seen it. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get fed, if he doesn't get that long bomb in a game, he could put up less um, a less than desirable score. 
Whereas Devontae Adams is pretty much, you can set your watch to that score. Devontae Adams, I think, realistically can lead the league this year in touchdowns for wide receivers. Um, I think you got to go Devontae Adams in, yeah. in, in, this, in this pick. So going down uh, Team Lucas' team, my favorite pick is Marquise Brown in the seventh. You and I both think that he should be a fifth-round pick. This kind of yep. in Superflex is a fifth-round pick, but yep. more or less, you know, I mean, it, it he went a— Brown went ahead of guys like Devontae Parker, Gallup, uh, which we agree with. So we I, that's my favorite pick, along with DeAndre Swift in the eighth. And I would say my least favorite pick, again, this is nitpicking because I don't mm-hmm. even uh, think I'll be right about it, but passing on Devontae Adams for Tyreek Hill. And then uh, one other move that could work out in their favor, but I probably would not have done, is they went super early on Drew Brees in the third round in a super flex. Yeah. So it's not like... And they passed on our guy, Josh Allen, and um, all the other ones that they passed on, I can see it, but Josh Allen just has already proven he could be a QB1 overall in the last mm-hmm. six weeks of his 2018 season, along with uh, just having an immensely high floor. And the Saints, when they get on the goal line, they sometimes take Drew Brees out. They um, they don't throw Jason it 35. Hill. Yeah, they don't throw it yeah. 35 times a game anymore, Shane. They can go to a complete running format and have Brees throw it 12 to 15 times. So that would be the worst one. But overall, this team looks good to me, Shane. Um B solid B plus teetering on A for me. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think B. I Fair think that Drew Brees pick was a reach. Um, Todd Gurley's a little bit worrisome. I love the DeAndre Swift pick. I think the Swift pick in the eighth round, eight point five, was probably one of my favorite picks of them. I think. Look, Matt Patricia was talking about just this week how hey he loves to have a a running back combo in the backfield. He was talking about that, which drives you yeah. nuts. But look, oh. the cream rises to the top. DeAndre Swift, he's a special player. I think he's going to be the RB one in that offense, at least the one A. And we, uh, hit, I think- we, we hit him. You do. You take the next one. You take. Uh, you All take right. Wicks. Yeah, I mean Mr. we don't have to go Wink. over the same team. We don't have to go over yep. the same team twice. You know. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Okay, okay so Mr. Wink, Derek Henry, we love the big dog. We love. Him. Wink we was on the Zoom call him. with you last night. He was. Yes, in that he call. was. We were yeah. chatting. We were talking a lot of shit together, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, yeah, I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, you invited me to your Zoom call when you guys were live drafting. So it's really nice. It's fun. But I just got to talk shit and there's no stress. It was fantastic. But <laughs> <laughs> look, okay, he started off pretty sick with Devontae Adams in the second round. Devontae Adams was a gift. A gift. Um, Car- Carson Wentz, I'm warming up on. Again, Evan Ingram. He got Evan Ingram at 5.7, which I'm going to say was my favorite pick of his team. And look. He has injuries. We get it. I get it. But if this dude is healthy, man, in a two-point PPR league, tight end premium, in this fifth round, that's I, I love it. It's pretty solid. His second art QB, Kirk Cousins, worries me a little bit, but he went nuclear with Will Fuller and McCole Hardman. So, I give him a yeah. solid B+. Yeah, I just want to, on that Will Fuller pick. So I picked right before him at 7.6. I I had Will Fuller all lined up in my sights, and I passed because of the Superflex format where I ended up taking my second quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So I I knew if I passed on Will Fuller, to me, that's his best pick. In the seventh round, and Wink follows our podcast. He's uh, a... yeah, he follows the Flex Network. He follows the FS Army. So he, uh, I knew that wasn't coming back to me. I have him in so many places, but this being one of those leagues that really means uh, means so much to me, I think I'm going to learn to live to regret that. I'm going to give that to him as his best pick. What do you think is Wink's worst pick? Wink's worst pick. Uh, I'm trying to scope it out here. I mean, no. When I say Kirk worst Cousins, pick, I just mean it's bad, bad yeah, value. My least favorite one, probably Kirk Cousins. When guys like Teddy Bridgewater on the board, Ryan Tannehill. I probably would have gone to Ryan Tannehill, who somebody else got. <laughs> I like I like I got him. Yeah, yeah I, I like Cousins because I think Cousins is a high floor pick with job security, and as your well, QB two, I think that's what you want in a super flex. You just you yeah. don't you don't need upside. You just want floor with job security. That's true. And you know what? I, I'm looking at it again, he's got Adam Thielen, so he went for the stack again. I don't hate it. That's I'm I'm assuming that if he had you know all things being equal, he probably went to him, went Cousins just to get the stack. So. I'm cool with it. I think B plus. I like his team. And uh, we're going to skip your team. We're going to do your team last, Al. Sorry. Oh, you want to crush my team last? Okay. So yeah, Bob Styles, that's a co-managed team, which, by the way, okay. how do you feel about co-managed team? I hate co-managing. I, I like to make my own decisions. Yeah, look, I, I don't get it. It's like, what are you going to no, say? But these oh, guys, but these guys do work well together. They've, they're, they've yeah. been one of the better teams in the league for a better part of a half decade in this league already. If you're more of a casual type player or, or on the alternative, these, if these you're, guys if, are... If you're a degenerate and you've got 50 teams, 
you know, obviously I'm using hyperbole there, but if you're degenerate and you've got a lot of teams, well, then maybe it's a little bit easier to have this. But to me, it seems like a lot of work. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just, you know, uh, different strokes for different folks, right? As they say. Yeah. So let um, me roll, let me roll it down and then I'll let, sure. and then you can comment. So they did uh, something that you and I have been too afraid to do in most of these drafts is take a, mm -hmm. a wide receiver, which uh, very early, they went with Michael Thomas with the fifth overall pick. Now you and I have documented many times on this podcast that it's not that we don't like Michael Thomas. Yep. It's just that the opportunity cost of foregoing one of the workhorse running backs is mm -hmm. too great for us to, we feel like we're chasing the whole time, but I think they played it right because it's three receivers. So you really do. It's not like best ball. You really need to, as we said before, have yep. those rocks in there. And in Superflex, they they played the board perfectly. They knew they weren't going to get shut out of the running back game. And look who comes back to them on the wrap is Josh Jacobs, who you and I both think could easily be defended as a, as a 10th overall, ninth, uh, 11th overall pick in single QB yep. leagues. Yep, I agree. And look, he got Leonard Fournette, and um, I'm a, I'm a Leonard Fournette apologist. I'm just gonna come out and say it. But in the fourth round, it's not bad value. He's going in the fourth round in traditional drafts. Um, well, and, you know, did you hear what Byron said on the radio the other day? Yeah, about to, Leonard Fournette? So basically, what yeah, basically what Byron was saying is that you know Leonard Fournette is still going to be the lead dog in that offense. However, he's not going to be an absolute workhorse. Um, other other running backs, Devonta Zigbo, Chris Thompson, they're getting their touches, they're getting their looks, and that, right. it's just, I mean, look, it just caps he, the upside. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I jumped in there, but you said it perfectly. Yeah. You just said, he, if you draft, normally we draft Leonard Fournette in the third round. I'm just paraphrasing what Byron said. Yeah. Is that and Byron was talking about Byron Lambert of Roster Watch. Um, he, he said that you draft Leonard Fournette traditionally in the third round, the late second round, hoping he could be a top five back. This year, you're taking him in a similar place, like the late third round, maybe the fourth in some leagues. Yep. And I think that's kind of, it's a fair price. Like he'll likely be like the 18th best to the 15th best running back. He's he, he doesn't really have that top five upside anymore. Is he? He's got to be the most polarizing player this offseason. One I of can't them, think sure. of a more polarizing player. I like him. If if I'm getting him in the fourth round as my RB two, especially you yes. know because he he went and he got Deshaun Watson, he got Michael Thomas, and if you go in that route and you you need, I wouldn't even call it a lifeline, but as an RB two in the fourth round. I mean, shit, you can't go wrong there. And look, there's a chance that he's going to bust. There's a chance. I don't think it's going mean, to happen. What, but what does bust look like? The bust doesn't look like bottom out. It doesn't, you know, it's not like he he's not playable, right? No, a, a bust would look like, you know, getting going from 75 receptions to maybe 40 receptions. Um, oh, I don't see. I don't think that's know? a bust. I think that's likely to happen. You think that's you likely have to, to draft happen? Him yeah, I think that's more or less where with Chris, a healthy Chris Thompson with all yeah. those other running back options. I think Leonard Fournette, like you can't project him for more than 45 receptions. People are saying that the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars are tanking. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. But I think they like Gardner Minshew. And look, teams, they still want to freaking win NFL games. Leonard Fournette gives them the best opportunity to win. I, they, they, didn't just pass on third down last year. He caught, I want to say 75% of his receptions last year on first or second down, meaning that when Leonard Fournette's on the field, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, which means I'm not as worried. I, I think, you know, if, if there was an over-under 50 receptions for Leonard Fournette this year, which I think is probably a fair number, I would take the over on that. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a good yep. pick. Yep. So um, best pick, worst pick, uh, grade for them for uh for team bob styles this one's kind of tough i like deshaun watson in the third round of the super flex i think that's a steal he's probably typically going in the second round i like that my least favorite pick you know i'm kind of nitpicking here but david montgomery i'm just i'm all out on well, david how about montgomery. leonard fournette <laughs> we, just, we just dogged the guy but you like no, him i like anyway. it i i look uh, i'm okay. trying to give you both sides of the argument i like leonard fournette okay all right let's i think let's that's not, a good pick let's not get started I, okay yeah it's not a reach so, so for, me, for me it's probably david oh, montgomery go ahead Alex. okay so um, best pick for me, I think you nailed it. Deshaun Watson in the in the third round. I think that uh, I'm just looking what they passed on. They took Brady in the fifth as their second QB mm -hmm. over options like Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. But you know what? We just I just got finished saying you want that second QB to be a steady guy. I think that that's certainly what um, yep. Tom Brady represents. And I've actually crossed T Y Hilton off my receiver board, but I understand okay. why they took him at 6.8. So I would say the worst pick, 
uh, I mean, it's hard because they did they did rack up some uh, a murderer's row here. But if I'm if I'm nitpicking, by the way, um, they did Ooh. grab Raquel right. Armstead late. So yes, I see that. that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not big on Austin Hooper, uh, but in the seventh round, they took um. Let's see who they passed on. Yeah, they they passed on Higby. No offense, Higby. Yeah, and all, yeah, I get that, but Higby is the most underpriced tight end on the board. He should be like a tight end five or six to me. He went as tight end ten to me in this draft. Yep. So I would say if I have to to nitpick their draft, uh, taking Austin Hooper, passing on Higby is probably that one, but could pay off. Uh, rock solid B for me. There, as I, I'm not betting against this team to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't love the Ty Hilton pick so. That's probably yeah. one of my least favorites. But who did well. they take there instead? They could have had, let's see, the oh yeah, Steph Diggs, yes, Will Diggs, Fuller, Will Marquise Fuller. Brown. Right? No, no, yeah. I hate that pick now. Oh, Devontae Parker fell. Ooh, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Oh, so damn it, uh, I went to the freaking geek. I don't like that. Devontae Parker would have been the pick there. Bob Styles and Matt Adams. Uh, that's your worst yeah. pick, T.Y. Hilton. You're, there you, you, go. you guys are old school fantasy, and it showed on that pick. Um, there you go. All right, the Raisin Warrior uh, had the fourth pick overall. And I guess when you're in the fourth pick, that's almost like the best super flex position, isn't it? Because you don't have to make any decisions. One of the big four falls to you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you're not going to go wrong. He got Lamar Jackson as his first overall pick who, look, he could be the overall number one player in fantasy football again this year. Let, so how could you possibly go wrong with, with that? Um, yeah, let's I'm talk gonna... about the the obvious. I want you to to comment on this. The obvious thing that sticks out to me in his draft was the 4-5 where he, he went receiver receiver but he took cup and woods is that a good yeah. strategy no i don't think i mean look it's not the worst players. strategy they are but look i i don't love i don't love taking two wide receivers on the same team because you're naturally capping your upside on any given week right i mean wait there's only so many touchdowns wait a second uh -oh. two receivers on the same team is okay but when you're having to pay for it it's not okay so like if you Say you have Odell mm. Beckham at a value in like the third or fourth, and then all of a yep. sudden, like Landry falls to like the ninth or tenth. I'm okay with it there, but when you have to, when you have to go, when you have to do it as your four and five. But we just talked about a moment ago how stacking is good. So how do you square those two things? Okay, let's we talk about who did he pass on to take Cooper Cup? He passed on Allen Robinson. He passed on Amari Cooper. He passed on T.J. Freaking Moore who I love this year in PPR leagues. So to me, I would have been way more comfortable with either Allen Robinson or DJ Moore, who it's a coin flip out of these two guys for me, over Cooper Cup. You come back, you get Robert Woods, who, look, last year when they started running more two tight end sets, Cooper Cup out of the slot wasn't a thing, right? That You don't typically have a slot wide receiver when you're running two tight end sets. So Robert Woods could get fed. People are talking about um, that positive uh, mean regression back to uh, for his touchdowns. And... I would have been more comfortable with it with just a little bit of a diversity there. That's just me. Yeah. I, I love I, Cooper Cup. I passing Cooper Cup. passing on um Allen Robinson, who I have as my seventh overall mm -hmm. receiver in redraft. I'm just I'm looking it up because I want to make sure. I think is uh is a yeah, I have him as seven it's overall. It was a yeah. mistake. Hey, I got a question for you. Sure. Um who do you like better in redraft? Allen Robinson or Odell Beckham? Because this was a, a point of contention last night. Yeah, draft. I like Allen Robinson. I so I've got just to go back. I got TJ Moore as my number seven overall. Allen Robinson is my number nine, and Odell Beckham is my number twelve. Okay, so I you know we'll get to my team after, but I took mm -hmm. Beckham ahead of Allen Robinson, but I immediately yeah. regretted it. I immediately regretted yeah. it. Yeah, I don't love that pick. We'll, we'll get your team after Al. We'll talk about yeah. your team after. But yeah, um, um look, it's. I, I, I don't hate. Pick. I like Cooper Cup. I, I'm higher on Cooper Cup than Robert Woods. I have him back to back in my rankings, but there's just there were better options. There were better choices at that. At okay, that best pick, best pick, worst pick. Give uh, Raisin Warrior Green. Miles Sanders in the third round, three point four overall. It's probably his best pick. Look, I, I, I'm I'm nitpicking here, but I, I got to say Cooper Cup is probably his worst pick here, just because, because of who he passed on at the wide receiver right. position. That's it. Fair, I love Cooper Cup. It's too early. For me, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to say. Um, Cup was the worst pick only not because we dislike Cooper mm -hmm. Cup, but mostly it was the lack of targets down the stretch. He was bailed out by touchdown deodorant. Yep. If you look at his game log and passing on some of those other studs you just named and best pick, I'm going to go a little bit deeper down. All right. uh, normally, I'm not a Raheem Mostert guy, Ooh. but taking him in the ninth round, you're getting a starting running back in one of the best running games. I mean, that that could erase a lot of mistakes that you, that uh, if anything goes wrong early on. So yeah, uh, Raisin point. Warrior. Solid B plus add, for me. 
solid B plus. I like that. I give them probably about a B, B plus. It's it's right around there. Um, the one thing is, I remember this is right around when I joined, but um, joined into the Zoom call. A screaming value to me at the time was James White, who kept falling. So he got him at the eleventh in the eleventh round. I think that's a great value as probably the most reliable running back on that team. You can't really bet on on Patriots running backs, but if you're going to bet on anybody, it's James White. I like that pick. So yeah, overall, I, I quite like that team. Well, um, all right, excellent, excellent. All right, so now we are up to uh, the third pick overall, which was Stacy. That was uh, yes. that's actually my wife, who has become she's won this league a couple times in a row. Um, you know, you she guys are a bunch of schlubs compared to this. I team, know. Right? I know. Well, I'm telling you, she um she she is usually a hardcore studier this year with yep. how busy things got for her. She uh, used a lot of our tools. She used the DFS mm-hmm. Army draft kit. She used a combination of. Uh, uh, of the ultimate draft cheat sheet. She used uh, Liss's rankings over at Rotowire. And then, but yep. yeah, no, she had them all spread out on this table. It was unbelievable. And um, I, you know, she, Patrick Mahomes fell to her at three. I mean, you can never complain about that, right? Because usually Barkley, the one of the QBs goes at two and you're, you're forced to make that Lamar Jackson Barkley decision here. It was a no brainer yeah. at Patrick Mahomes at one, right? Oh, absolutely. So remember we were talking about how we got to choose our own spots in our, it's a very competitive banana hammock boys league. It's actually the roster watch listener league that we participate in. And it's where we met, which is pretty cool. I chose the third overall pick. And one of the reasons for that is because I want to get one of those other stud QBs or stud running backs in that position. So I was following Stacy's draft very, very carefully. Oh, I love right. it, dude. I freaking love it. If I'm getting Patrick Mahomes, Kenyon Drake, the the walking boot, it's a little troublesome. It's off. Already. It's, cool it's off. It. The boot's it, off. The boot is freaking off, guys. Okay, I I'm I'm just gonna proliferate 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 a little bit about this team for a sec, Al. Okay, Patrick Mahomes and Cam Newton in the seventh round. I love it. Her starting running backs are Kenyon Drake and Mark Ingram. I don't love Mark Ingram as my RB two, but in the sixth round. Well, and yeah, especially now. when she she when she hammered right. Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, DJ freaking Moore, and she comes back with her tight end Jared Cook. Who look, we know that uh, the the Saints brought in Emmanuel Sanders, but I think Cook's still going to get fed. Um, yeah. at, in take the eighth a, round, hey, Shane, Shane, take a look at Jared Cook's game log. So what? So you know, when, yeah. after Brees came back from his injury. It's it's a murderer's row of touchdowns, yards. Yeah. It, it's and you remember everyone's like, oh, Jared Cook, he's old, and but he's one of those guys that has had the reverse career. He sucked in his twenties. He's been great mm-hmm. in his thirties. You remember the year before in two thousand eighteen, he was the tight end four with the Raiders in a PPR sense. I mean, yep. Jared Cook has put together two seasons of elite production now, and nobody wants him because he's old. He's the other guy I think is mispriced in these drafts along with Higby. Higby. So yep. yeah, I'm I'm in on Jared Cook. Uh, especially she came back with just next round to TJ Hawkinson. He's an absolute Frankenstein of a monster. If he's healthy, watch out. Apparently he's lighting up practice right now. I love it to me. This is, and maybe I'm just being biased here, but this is probably my favorite team that's been drafted. Wow. She's going to love to hear that. And I'm not even BSing. This is no BS. If I can, if I walked away with this team, I would be happy. I'd be very happy. Yeah, the key is, I think, in these three receiver leagues is getting three receivers, not only that you feel okay about, that you feel great about, that even yes. if there's a down week. I mean, she got three uh, three wide receivers that you and I both have in our top 10. We yep. both have Chris Godwin in, in the 5-6 range. We have Allen Robinson in the 7-9 range, and we have DJ Moore in the top 10. So if yep. you could set those guys, forget it. You have an anchor running back like Kenyon Drake. You'll figure out the second running back. I mean, that's the easiest thing to figure out on the wire of all the yep. positions. Well, and she's got Tevin Coleman, who I love. She's got Chase Edmonds for the cuff for Kenyon Drake if he gets hurt, which, hell, he might have standalone value every every week in himself. She went back. I mean, okay, so the, the, the one thing I would say I'm a little bit worried about for her is that is that QB2. You know, Cam Newton, he's got monster upside. But he also has a lot of downside. The Patriots practice right now. Look, as a Patriots fan, I'm worried, man. I'm a little bit worried this year with this team. So if yep. Cam, I mean, she did, Cam of old, she did hit up Haskins late. You know, Haskins yeah. if he has a little breakout. But yeah, see, I and we, you and I talked about this before. Like the exact thing that I like to do with my QB two. 
mm-hmm. in Superflex is I don't go upside. I go safe floor. So she passed on Newton for Mayfield, Garoppolo, Roethlisberger, Cousins, Tannehill, all those type of guys. See, I would have waited around and then gone. And But even if you go with um, uh, Newton's the upside play for sure. I could see yep. him being a top five QB, but you're right. That's perfectly fine in a one QB league. You definitely want a little bit more floor as your second QB in a Superflex. The reality is in a competitive league, you're not going to be super strong at every single position. So if she's weak as her QB two, and that's really the only glaring weakness on this team. And that QB two is Cam Newton, who really does have nuclear upside. He does. You could do a lot freaking worse. So yep. I love this team. I'm giving it an A. Stacy, you nailed it. Nice job. I'll, I'll give her an A, but I think that she'll, she'll mismanage the team. Everything will go wrong <laughs> and she won't make the playoffs. So, Okay. Stacy, when you're setting your lineup, don't ask Al for advice. Ask me for advice. I'll help you out. We'll right. win this league. All right. All right. So the next team is Mealy 22. This is a uh, Brandon's team. Now he he's a player. He's a perennial go deep in the playoffs. And then he's like the Buffalo bills and then fails. But you know what? He, I think he failed again. in the championship game, unfortunately geek won this, uh, this league last year. Uh, he got oh, the trophy, no. but yeah. Um, but, me, uh, me, Lee, twenty-two made it all the way to the finals. Uh, no, no skill of his own. He just happened to have the second pick last year and get Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's a major Giants homer. Takes Barkley in the second. Now, this is what I want to ask you about. He mm-hmm. took Kyler Murray at two eleven Superflex. Um, at that point, are you taking Murray in the second and then coming back? He went with Zach Ertz in the third as a double PPR stud. Talk just about the early picks there and how you might have played it different than him Look, or the same. For, no, I, I probably wouldn't. First of all, if I was going to take a quarterback there, it would have been Deshaun Watson over Kyler Murray. I, I've got Deshaun ranked higher. I think there's more upside. I'm more comfortable with Deshaun. I, but, you know, I'm, I'm, that, I'm nitpicking there. I probably wouldn't have gone QB here. I would have liked to wait. He passed on a guy like Miles Sanders. He passed on Chris Godwin. So he, he really did pass on some elite talents when uh, if he really wanted to get to QB, he could have instead of going Zach Ertz. But look, Zach Ertz, on the other hand, like no, Zach he, Ertz in a double PPR, man. He's, that, that... he's a reception monster. He yes. may not get all the touchdowns, but he's a reception monster. Who the hell knows what's happening with that Philly wide receiver core right now? We just don't know. Like Jalen Rager is going to be a starter. I love Jalen Rager. You does know that, that I was one you, of the highest guys. It does that make you back off Carson Wentz a little bit? No, because of what he put up with those tight ends last year. Right. And that's okay. what I'm saying is they, they're going to spread the freaking ball around. So to go and have an elite player, if I, if I want, if I'm going to get any pass catchers in that offense, I probably want Zach Ertz or Dallas yeah. Goddard late. Um, I'm getting a lot of Dallas Goddard as my second tight end in these best ball leagues. And so, it's a play I'm super comfortable with. So, so I, taking me, it through real, real quick though, let me just, yeah. you know, get through his draft here a little bit. So I, I love that Cooper in the fourth round. He seems to be going there. That's yeah. amazing. And then his, his late game was really good. So sometimes people get a little bored by like the 10th, 11th round. I yep. do not. I think this is where uh, draft can be won. And he put a, um, in the 11th, 12th, 13th, yes, 14th round, he put together one of the sickest combinations of floor mm-hmm. and ceiling that I've seen in any draft. So just looking at his board, he went 11. I'm going to start with pick 11. Crowder, yep. Darius Slayton, Zach Moss, Preston Williams. <sighs> I mean, those are like all of our breakout guys uh, singed with Crowder, who we think is a lock mm-hmm. for 80 catches. That piece of his draft, I think, is going to prove to be one of the things that anchors this team no matter what happens. Yeah, and look, I'm not super high on Stephon Diggs. We took in the seventh round, but I like Diggs. Uh, but people don't. A good value I understand. There. That's a good yeah, value. Nobody there. likes him. Nobody likes yeah. him. Yeah, but then you, you uh, to your point, you got the floor of, of Jameson Crowder, and you've got the ceiling of, of Darius Slayton. So, and Zach Moss, you got the RB one in that offense. Look, potentially Devin Singletary might have more overall touches, but in the twenties where it counts with those running with those touchdowns, Zach Moss is going to be there, and. um Frig man, it's good upside, but look, I, I can't, I can't get past the fact that he passed on, on he could have had Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders instead of Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz. I would have been way happy with that start. I would have been way happy with that start. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I've talked to him, and he's he's in on Kyler Murray as much as I am. We know yep. that there's uh, there's some sophomore slump risk, but just adding DeAndre Hopkins to that offense, I know everyone says in the offseason, oh, you know, new teams, changing mm-hmm. teams, COVID. But if there's if there's if there's players in this league that don't need a ramp up or that are just professionals, and DeAndre Hopkins would have topped that list for me. I'm giving this team. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to give him a, a, a B plus with upside. It's probably too low a grade. It should probably be an A minus based on what I just talked about. He traditionally um, doesn't. He, he his second QB is what's driving me down. He has Philip Rivers, Nick Foles, both neither who are guaranteed to finish the season based on performance. So I am going to uh, stick with the B plus here. What do you think? I'm worried about this team, Al. I'm worried about this team. Amari Cooper. You like him. He's inconsistent. And look, I understand the narrative that there was um, targets vacated with um, with Randall Cobb leaving and Jason Witten leaving. And that's what yeah. that, that that's what um, um, CD Lamb is going to be taking. But I don't love it as, as my wide receiver one. Love Bell. Bell yeah, love Bell. Bell. Frank Gore's outperforming him in camp. There's already like he was put off to the side because of his hamstring. And then he tweets out that it wasn't his hamstring. I'm out. I'm out on Bellman. Cam Akers, I love. You know, I love Cam Akers. Yeah, that's your guy. Look, he had. I, I don't love his starts, but to your point, I really love his 11th to 14th yeah. round picks. So Ten I'm gonna give him a strong. B. I'm gonna yep. give him a B to a B minus. Fair. It's 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 close. So, so you then, don't think he's making the playoffs then? I don't. Where's Barkley? Anchors. Barkley. How, how many teams make it? Six. Six, yeah. Five record, one points. He's gonna be on the bubble, man. I don't. There's other teams I like better than his i'm right. sorry my friend but maybe his studs right maybe if kyler explodes this year and saquon barkley is just an absolute beast and that's another thing man like i get it barkley is like a lock first you know for second round second overall player in, in traditional leagues but he kind of has a murderer's order to start the season this this team worries me al the team all right me. Fair but enough. not right. as much as the 101 <laughs> Our boy All Dorn. right, so the one-on-one, we got two teams mm. left. Roger Dorn, who, by the way, that name is based on the character from Major League, the baseball comedy movie with Charlie Sheen. So, okay, um, yep, that's his his real name is Lorne, so, and he goes by oh, Roger okay. Dorn. Okay, and uh, yes, I mean you can't screw up the one-on-one with McCaffrey, but so he did like a little bit of a poor man's version of what uh, the three three. But he has the three reliable receivers, but they're more of the guys that are projection rather than rock solid. So. After starting McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, who we all know yep. the troubles with Aaron Jones, but he's still a workhorse running back. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, and Ridley are his three rocks, along with Gronk. And then his QBs, he waited all the way to the seventh round to, to take Burrow as his QB1, backing it up with Teddy Bridgewater, Tyra Taylor. I will leave it to you to talk about the first half of his draft, and then we'll get into the, the back end. I'm sorry, Doran. I'm Give sorry, it to Roger him. Doran. Look, Give it to your, him. Your, your best overall pick was Christian McCaffrey. No, after, that's not a best pick. That's an that was his pick, best dude. overall pick, and I'm worried oh, about his what an team. insult. What an the insult. Teams, the, the players that he passed up. Look, Aaron Jones. Okay, fine, but um, I'm worried about AJ Dillon. Not I, I, not so much that I want to draft AJ Dillon, but I think he just hurts Aaron Jones. That worries me a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not going to argue. I like that pick, but DK Metcalf. Um, uh, Calvin Ridley over guys like DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, no, I, Portland. I, I, I'm good with the. I'm uh, I'm good with the over Ridley DJ Moore. Pick. No, but what I'm saying is I would have gone in that in, end cap. I would have gone Ridley more and let DK go. But if you listen, there's DK. There's a DK hive out there, and I think Lauren's one of yeah. them. He he likes DK Metcalf, and I respect it. If you if you if DK is your guy, again, you and I disagree wholeheartedly. We don't even have mm. them in the same tier. Like DJ Moore for us is, is in the first tier of receivers. Like the I bottom have DJ of Moore is my seventh overall wide receiver. Just right. That's Chris what I'm Godwin saying. Like, yeah, like we, we won't be surprised if DJ Moore outproduces Tyreek Hill. Like, you know, like we've already talked yeah. about that on podcast. Um, all right. So still a good team uh, overall, but the, no, the, I the, don't, uh, ooh, uh, is it? <laughs> all right. Let's try, is it, let's okay, try Rob to, Gronkowski, who is going to be a, a situational tight end. He how about this? Because they call it Hunter Henry. It's an upside. Joe Burrow as his QB one in a super flex league. J.K. Dobbins, who look, I like, I love J.K. Dobbins. You, you actually like. Look, he wasn't as high on my board. Like, and we're you know we're nitpicking, but you sold me on J.K. Dobbins, and I'm a believer now. My for bold dynasty. call of the year. For, for, dynasty, dynasty. For, dynasty, for dynasty, for dynasty, for dynasty, for dynasty. My bold call of the year this year is that um, J.K. Dobbins will have more total overall, like all-purpose yards than Mark Ingram in Baltimore this year. It's a bold call, though. It's not something I'm betting on. And I just, man, I to have Joe Burrow and Teddy Bridgewater. I like Joe Burrow as my QB two, but not as my QB one. He just DK Metcalf was a reach. 
Um, Calvin Ridley, fine. You can defend it. I can't defend it. I don't. I don't love this team, man. I'm sorry. This for the 101 gift with Christian McCaffrey. I think he made a few grievous errors. But that could also the 101 with McCaffrey could also erase a lot of erase a lot of the mistakes you're pointing out. Now, uh, I'm going to give you a slightly different take on it. And again, I I agree. I don't like the players he passed on, but Mm -hmm. he ended up with good players. So taking away that he 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 gets an F for value, but he still Mm -hmm. has a B plus team because but it's all projection we're we're, mm-hmm. we're projecting calvin ridley to get to the elite tier we're projecting dk metcalf to take over on not we i mean the proverbial we yeah, yeah uh, of course. deandre hopkins is falling but he's still one of the best receivers in the in the whole group gronk yep. we, we think he's going to be a part-time antonio gates type of player so yep. his core is still good players but what you gave up to get there is probably uh, an undervalue so like i said it's fragile take, and, Yes. Um, my favorite pick of his, he sniped me on Benny Snell as I have James Conner. So yes. I think his end game was strong with McKinnon Snell. Both of those players were guys I was targeting. Yep. And obviously the worst pick is not the worst player, but passing on DJ Moore for DK Metcalf. So I'm going to say Metcalf is his worst player, worst pick. I'm in agreement there. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think Benny Snell, I mean, um, reports out of Steelers camp is that he's going to be the clear backup. If anything happens to James Conner, which is there's a very high likelihood there. Uh, Jared McKinnon, man, look, at, in, in PPR leagues, I think that he's a really good bet late in your draft. Um, well, it's, <laughs> I'm kind it of a McKinnon truther. San Francisco running game. It's going to be a good running game. Just take the cheapest guy. Yeah, That's exactly. The- so I, I don't I don't love, I I can't argue about his finish. He had a strong finish. I like it. I just think he could have done better with his value. And you know what the worst yes. part about passing on value, Al, is? You give value to your opponents, and that's right. the it's worst not, part of double, passing on value. It, it's a double whammy. You give up value, and then someone else gets value. And in this case, it was Stacy. That's why. That's why I like to draft next to you, Shane, because you always give me all that value. Fudge. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so that. All right. The grand finale. Wait, my the team. grand finale. So you chose this, um, Ezekiel Elliott overall as a sixth right. overall well, pick. Six um, overall pick in a super flex. I was thinking that it was going to be either my choices were going to be Dak, Zeke. Or Kamara for a moment, I considered Ceh there, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, I, this is an important league to me, and I think Ceh is great. I don't want to anchor my team to Ceh. I want to, you know, if he's like my second or third running back, or if I'm mm-hmm. picking late in the first, it's fine. But I, I want, I want to rock. And even though I don't expect Zeke to to be the dominant Zeke, and uh, you know, I certainly expect Tony Pollard to get more playing time this year. I just think yep. that. It's one of those are you know the thing that we've adopted as our edict on the show. You can't win your draft in the first round, but you certainly could lose it. And I think that Zeke is going to fill that void. It's he's not going to allow me to lose my draft. I like Zeke here. Look, I'm I'm going to be straight up honest with you. If it goes in our superflex league, if it goes CMC, Saquon Barkley, and I'm sitting there at three, it's going to be a tough decision. Now I don't know which way I'm going to go yet, but it's going to be a tough decision between Ezekiel Elliott, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. So yep. I, for for you to get him at the sixth spot, I like it. And you know what I like the most, actually, Al, is I like how you've constructed your team, okay? So I like that you've got Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, which essentially means you're going to get like 95% of the, the points in that in that what's projected to be an, an elite Dallas offense. You know, we yeah. talked about Amari Cooper before. We've talked about CeeDee Lamb. The right answer is you take Dak Prescott. Exactly. You know, exactly. and so I, I love that. Uh, James Conner worries me a little bit, but, you know, well, okay. I, I let's, think clearly let's, you wanted to get. Well, I, no, you let's need, just talk about it for a second. Yeah, okay. So James Conner has been a polarizing pick. I, what I like to do, yeah. Shane, is I like to look back to last year's ADP. I do this exercise mm-hmm. every year, and there's some some great articles on about it too all over the internet. And what you do is you look at last year's ADP, you look at this year's ADP, and you say, what's changed? James Conner yep. was a fringe first-round pick. and In fact, in high-stakes drafts, he was going as like the 10th overall pick. What's changed? Nothing. There's no threat to his workload. It's still Benny Snell and a fourth round rookie. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's coming back healthy. James Conner's coming back healthy. I'm getting James Conner in the third round. Everyone says, oh, he's an injury risk. Sure, but everyone's an injury risk in the third yep. round. I mean, every running back. Uh, I don't think James Conner is going to get hurt. Just because he's been hurt twice doesn't mean he gets hurt more than anyone else. So as a, I, I have him earmarked as a line of demarcation as the last workhorse mm-hmm. running back. I don't even have Melvin Gordon in that tier anymore because mm-hmm. late word yep. out of camp is that Philip Lindsay is going to get 35, 40% of the work. So it's not, not even that late. I, think, I mean, Roster Watch was talking about it weeks ago. 
Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, there was players I liked better than James Conner at the 3-6. I mean, I liked Kenny yeah. Galladay better. I liked some of the QBs that went. Um, but I just, I said, if I don't, you know, having, this is the advantage of having doing drafts since March, like you and I do, is that yeah. you reach on the running back later so you can catch some value later. And I think that's exactly what happened in the fourth and fifth round. And six. Yeah. And look, uh, full, full disclosure. I mean, look, as a fantasy analyst, I try to do my best to completely remove my biases, but we're people, we're humans, right? We have our biases. I had a lot of James Conner last year and he burned me a lot. <laughs> so maybe that's just in the back of my head. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm having yeah, but a you hard took time. him in the first round, second yeah, round. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. I think it was a second round pick last year. So, yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're, you, want to get a stud running back. And if James Conner stays healthy, man, if Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy, healthy, could the Steelers be the Steelers of 2018? I don't know, but there's certainly that potential. Uh, how about this? I love here's, a, yes. here's a good way to look at it. Who would you be? Would you be, uh, you know, everyone was high on the Browns offense and low on the Steelers mm-hmm. right now, but would you be even close to shocked if the Steelers come back and are the best team in the AFC or like, you know, like the two not. seed, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, we forget because it's been a little bit how potent that offense can be. And, you know, it, it, James Conner is the three down workhorse. So let's not belabor the point there. Um, yeah. the, the real point of controversy in my draft in the draft room, which set everyone on fire was that I took Odell Beckham over Allen Robinson. I kind of agree with the room, so I'm not going to defend myself. Yeah. I, um, this is one of those situations where I have Allen Robinson in the beat Chris list league. It was, um, okay. you know, high stakes league. So I wanted a little diversification, but, I, you know, after I was drinking a little bit during this draft, never drink and draft people. So yes. I realized after I have Odell Beckham in other leagues too. But here's my main defense of that. I think Odell Beckham has wide receiver one overall upside. I do not think Allen Robinson has that. I think Allen Robinson has okay. top 10 upside. But yep. obviously the floor for Robinson is way higher than Odell Beckham's who could be, you know, benched benched or out of the league i mean like, yeah. obviously not uh by week seven i mean you know he's a more volatile player odell beckham he in his range of outcomes is wide receiver one overall in fantasy football it's in his range nope. of outcomes yep. as of right now he's healthy you came back and you got baker mayfield who I'm very bullish on this year. I'm trying to get as much Baker Mayfield, especially in these two in these super flex two quarterback leagues, as my QB two because he's falling to the seventh freaking round. Um, I, I you know I, look, I get it. And the thing is, is that if this is if this was your one team, your one draft of the year, you probably wouldn't have gone Odell Beckham. But you're going for upside. I I don't love that pick, Al. And you know, just being honest with you, I think that's probably my my least favorite pick on your team because again of who else was on the board. But you but, like Baker. So here's my question to you. Yeah. Here's my question that don't you think, you know, I know the, it usually a team success is greatly tied to the quarterback. I'm not going to deny yep. that, but don't you think unless Odell Beckham has a, you know, a, one of those crazy seasons, the Browns just cannot go anywhere. I mean, they're not going to Baker could be as good as he wants, but if he's dinking and dunking to Austin yep. Hooper, to Kareem Hunt, Jarvis to Jarvis Landry, They'll be fine, but if they're going to win that division and over or even get a wild card berth, mm-hmm. if this if they need Odell Beckham to be the downfield guy, and if that does happen, and you said you like yep. Baker, I mean uh, Odell Beckham is, is going to end up looking like a, a sharp pick at that point. Do you remember last year when Odell Beckham was traded to the Browns and Baker Mayfield was coming off his rookie season and Baker Mayfield was being drafted as a fifth overall quarterback off the board? We we had zero Baker Mayfield last year because we thought that was too high, but. Look, the reality is he's probably not going to be as terrible as he was last year. They've got an improved offensive line. Odell Beckham is healthy. All reports right now is that Jarvis Landry is going to be ready for week one with that hip. We had Dr. Jesse Morse on the show a couple months or about a month and a half ago talking about that if he's coming back and because it's more of a, um, it's more of a, a, a family issue, which is causing the hip. It's not like a player injury issue. He's not worried about his, his ability to recover. You know what um you it just can be, said it though. Can be good. It can be yes. You just said something that just it just struck me as eerie to tell you the truth is that Ooh. you said we had Baker Mayfield as the you know like he was going as last year as like QB like fourteen QB right but no, I'm saying but once Odell was traded he got pushed up yeah. to five. Doesn't that yes. sound a lot like Kyler Murray and his yeah, bump that he's getting because of DeAndre Hopkins? That's a that's an excellent point and things don't that's always eerie. work out in the first year. You're right. Second and year. Kyler Murray. Oh, you mean yeah, right with the yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, that was just eerie, but yes, thank now. Yeah. Let's just finish out my team. So, um, sure. I, t- I caught some heat 
uh, in there for taking Jonathan Taylor in the fifth round. Really? I, I mean, there's been, yeah, I mean, uh, there's been no uh, all offseason. I've beat the drum that Jonathan Taylor is a bad third round pick because Marlon Mack is there. He's the veteran. He's going to be splitting touches. But here's yep. I, I took a little bit of a turn in philosophy about two, three weeks ago. And, and for good reason, the whispers started coming out that. Yep. You know, they, the coaches usually say, oh, it's the veteran's job. The rookie has to learn this. The rookie has to do that. That's not what I've been hearing. What's yep. been coming out of, of Colts camp is we're going to ride the hot hand. To me, that's code for uh, Jonathan Taylor, the, the, baby. Well, or code for the veteran is not a lock to be the guy. And mm -hmm. if we're talking about just if, if they're really going to ride the hot hand, we already know who's going to have the hotter hand. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Yep. So I. If, he, if you have to take him in the second round as your RB2, yes, there is a lot of risk there. But in the fifth round, super flex, so it's really like the third round of drafts, yep. and is my RB3, that's where I want to take the risk. Now, could it bottom out completely? Sure, but I feel like that's the one that can win me the league, that pick. Oh, yeah. You you can't go wrong with that. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to be an absolute beast, to your point. And he may Look, not be. He, he might. He, oh, he's going to be, Al. Yep. He's well, going let me to be, ask you, but, but you know what? It might be a Miles Sanders type thing where he doesn't start to really pick up until later in the season. But I think that you, your team is strong enough around you to get you through that first to weather half that, of the right. season and be able right. to weather that. And then if you're rocking Jonathan Taylor in your fantasy mm. playoffs, watch out, man. Watch you're, freaking out. Um, I mean, if I had to, Shane, if I had to ask you any player going outside of the top uh, 24, so the, outside of the yep. top two rounds, that's most likely to make a jump as a first-round pick next year. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the obvious answer, right? Of course, man. Of course. Right. I mean, like, shit. Like, I, I in Dynasty now, after the whole Damian Williams thing, CEH, he's got to be your one just because we got to put a premium on this year. But, but he's before that there. happened, man, I was going to bat with Jonathan Taylor's 101 pick in, in Dynasty drafts because I think he's going to have an effective role this season. I think he's going to help you win your fantasy playoffs this season, and he's an absolute stud, absolute stud. So All right. give me best I would pick, say worst I like pick, that and then pick. give me a grade. Be honest. I got to go worst pick, uh, Odell Beckham, just you know for the reasons we discussed before. Not horrible, but I'm worried about your wide receiver core a little bit. You got Odell Beckham, who's, who's kind of, yeah, we're not, we're not sure. We think he's going to be good. Terry McLaurin, I love, but after that, your wide receiver three is Deontay Johnson, which, again, he could be good, but it's we're, we're still projecting out a little bit. Um, worst pick, man. You just Odell. said it was Odell, best my worst pick. pick. Yeah, uh, yeah, best pick. I'm going to go, you know what, frigate, I'm going to go to bat for you, brother. I'm going JT, round five, your best pick. I'm going to give you a B plus. It's going to be um, Stacey Seslowski's league to lose. She's going to crush it. Wait, hold think, on, hold on. Don't you oh. want to give me my uh, my my own grade here? I'm going to go. I think my best pick, I, I was it called? Uh, I like the Jonathan Taylor pick too. Um, yep. My worst pick, I would have to say, is... Uh, Oh, it's so hard. There's so many good picks here. It's so <laughs> hard. A lot of good picks. No. Um, I, I disagree because Odell can win it, but yeah, I would have rather yep. had Allen Robinson there. Um, yep. but I shit. Oh, man, I, I I hear you that my you know what it is? My wide receiver three is going to be one of those headache things that I try to avoid. So good. Yep. Um I'll give myself a a B minus teetering on C plus just based on that I, I didn't follow my own philosophy of, of a rock solid wide receiver course. So go ahead. So you you're being a little is, tough on yourself. I, I give yourself I a B to a B plus. I give you a B to a B plus. It's gonna be close. You're gonna be in playoff right. contention. Um, so sum up the draft, Shane. Sum it up. A few words to sum it up and then we'll sum move it up. We'll get out of here. The, the the narrative of this draft is make things interesting, make it a super flex, add a tight end premium element to it, and make it so that it's hard on the other drafters. Be the most prepared person in your draft. Um, go to DFSArmy.com, get our draft kit, and uh, that will help you win your draft. Yes, yeah, and you uh, you said stay. You said it's her league to to lose, but I, I think she'll do a good job at losing it, so it won't be a problem. I'll help you out, Stacey. Don't worry about it. So right. again, guys. Go to your app store, go and download the Thrive Fantasy app. Make sure you use the promo code FLEX when you sign up and for free your 20 first bucks. deposit of 20 and deposit $20 or more, and they will give you a $20 deposit bonus. Thrive Fantasy, use promo code FLEX. So, Al, how do the good people find you, my friend? On Twitter at Alan Seslowski, A L A N S E S L O W. SKY or on Instagram at Allen Fantasy Football, uh, LinkedIn, everywhere else. I'm I'm all over. I'm on TikTok, the whole deal. He's everywhere. You can of course follow us 
on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Go to our YouTube page. Check out the Flex Network on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. We're all over the place. Don't forget to go to your app store right now. Download Thrive Fantasy. Use promo code Flex. Don't uh, and deposit twenty dollars. They will match twenty dollar deposit. And um, there we go, baby. We're gonna get you going. We're two weeks away, Al. That is very exciting. So less than, less than two weeks. So for Flex Matt, for Al, we are the Flex. the flex network <laughs> this is the flex network flex on them flex on everybody this right here is the flex network